So we come back to your picture. Who is brave enough to reveal their picture? I'm sure some of these uh, will be open for interpretation and some may need even more imagination. However, how we see ourselves or how we see um, others isn't always how God sees us. So is anyone willing to reveal their picture? Is anyone brave enough to reveal their drawing? Let's have a look then, uh, Pat. Who is the... Are you, are you naming your picture? Your daughter, Wendy. Wow. That's amazing. I think that deserves a bit of a... Shall I hold it up for you? So we have got some artists in the room here. So this is Pat's daughter, Wendy. I don't know if we can zoom in on that, but anyway, can anyone see that? That's amazing, isn't it? I'm so glad I didn't produce mine. <laughs> anyone else want to share their copy? Well, whatever the level of the drawing skill or the artist, are they an exact copy of the person that you've drawn and named? <laughs> Probably not. What would make them an exact copy? The only thing I can think of is a photograph or a mirror. Yeah? Well, God didn't give us an exact copy of what his special chosen Holy One would look like, did he? However, he did give us plenty of clues and details. I don't know about you, but I love a good book. And for those of you that aren't readers, a good film, or maybe the lyrics of a really special song, <clears throat> they tell us a story, don't they? And if we have any young people, um, but I'm not sure that we have. Um, I, oh, there's some young people. If you would like to come to the front, there's some books here that um, is a gift to you. And um, I'd like you to take the gift and sit and read it while we're talking, or take it away and give it away to somebody. For those of you that haven't got young people with you, do take a book and give it away. Because actually this is what it's about, giving away God's story. So stories invite us in, don't they? They spark our imagination and stir our hearts and minds. In 2020... I was given this beautiful book as a gift from a friend at college. And it is a real strong favourite of mine. It was given to me when I was um, just recovering and in a little bit of a difficult place. Oh, and that's, I think, her message floating to the floor that was on it. It really touched my heart deeply. It's a book about four friends, thank you, Nikki, on a journey with friendship, kindness, and about a connection with one another. The guy that actually wrote it is a Christian. And he was inspired by this book when he was out with Bear Grylls and they were talking about having a courage. They learned to see and hear things differently. And also it has an am amazing illustrations. 
These tell me a lot about the characters and their journey. So I invite you, just for a moment, to think about your favourite book and share that with the person next to you. And why is that your perfect book? Why is that a book that you love? Very quickly, have a quick chat. Sorry? to share what their favourite book is. Um, Hayden just reminded me, I didn't actually tell you what my book was. It's The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. And then the book for the young people is called Wow, the Good News in Four Words. So if any of you you want to take a book, then do take a book on leaving and pass it on. So who's going to share what their favourite book is and why? Your favourite song Jim Bowen. Okay. Right. I can't, maybe somebody can. I can't quite catch what Nigel is saying. Jim Bowen. The prisoner. Ah. So if we YouTube that, then the lyrics on that might um, speak to us too. Thank you for sharing that. Anyone else willing to share what their favourite book is and why it is? Nikki? A poem? A poetry book. Do you want to turn around and tell people? And it's called What and um, got it when I was, was quite ill. And um, I, I remember some of one of the poems in it because it stuck in my head. And, and it's quite a rude one. Maybe we shouldn't hear that today then. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Maybe not today. Maybe we could share that in another way, oh, in a different day. <laughs> but it's lovely to hear why. It's funny, it's funny is it? Okay. Okay. It we're, makes people laugh. It makes people laugh. Well, we've already had said we're going to give thanks oh. for humour. We've already said we're giving thanks for humour, aren't we? So hold that for a moment, Nikki. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> today we're looking at another story. A story that was written in the Bible that helps us to understand more about God and how he loves us. Today's story reveals God's promise to send someone very special to show us exactly what God is like. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, people wrote down really carefully what God said about this special person. If we remember back only a few weeks ago, 
Christmas when we celebrated Jesus' birth. And he was exactly as God said he would be. So let's see how the story continues to unfold. A couple of weeks, we were invited to revisit the readings from Luke and the account of Jesus' baptism. A very special day when another part of the story reveals who Jesus is and what he has been called to do. God spoke saying, you are my son whom I love and whom I am well pleased. Wow, what a wonderful thing to hear. You are my son, my daughter, with whom I love and with whom I am pleased with. I wonder if you believe that here today. I wonder what you would have thought if you'd have been there on that day. To see Jesus filled with the power of the Spirit, no one in this life has ever seen God. But we are given, aren't we, plenty of clues in writings and in the stories of Jesus. Then we move on and we can read about Jesus being led into the wilderness, as Chrissy spoke about today. This shows us that although Jesus was God's son, he was also fully human. Do you think he had it easy because of who he was? What did we find out about Jesus here? No, it took courage. He felt every desire for warmth, food, and companionship that we do. Jesus really understood what it meant to feel powerless, alone, hungry, thirsty, downtrodden, and imprisoned by this situation in the desert, in the wilderness. He had the courage to ask for help through the power of the Spirit and of the knowledge of God's promise. In each of the temptations we read, Jesus starts his response in the same way by saying, it is written. Jesus turns to what he knows to be his true go-to. And he quotes appropriately from the scriptures. Jesus overcame the devil's temptations in the wilderness with the word of God. Amidst all the struggles that he was going through. But he was faithful to God in every way. Faithful to God's promise and word in every way. It worked for him. If it worked for him, it can work for us too. In today's reading from Luke, we read about Jesus being asked to speak at the synagogue. They knew his parents and his family members. And many on that day looked at Jesus as an ordinary person, just like you and me here today. But as we have already discovered through the stories through the baptism, the birth, the temptations. 
Jesus wasn't ordinary. Jesus is God's son. The very special person that God has promised to send. I wonder how Jesus felt on that morning in the synagogue when they didn't believe who he was, when he was revealing the scriptures and they didn't believe him. He goes to a place that he knows well, that he's comfortable with, the synagogue, and he reads to the people he knows and loves all that is written all those years ago. Jesus knew exactly what the people needed to hear that day. He starts with the scripture from the ancient prophetic text of Isaiah. Prophets often see things that many others don't. Isaiah's commission read by Jesus is similar to the great commission in Matthew 28, namely to bring good news and proclaim release to the poor. Restore the sight of the blind. Free the oppressed. A life story of God's love and freedom. Liberating good news. Did they feel liberated? Those listening to Jesus' first sermon were really hungry for this. They were hungry for this message. And they opened up their minds to this story as it unfolded. But it wasn't what they were expecting to hear. The people got upset, angry. How do we respond to situations that are not what we want to hear? Jesus saw things differently, and many couldn't understand the direction he was going in. Jesus starts by calling, start sharing his calling, that God's spirit is in his heart. A heart for humanity. He felt and understood the pain around him. Jesus is filled with the power of the spirit of God. The goodwill of the Trinity's love. This sets the agenda for his story. It's the most remarkable story you will ever hear. It's the most remarkable story of love, kindness, and acceptance. And he wanted to share with the people that day the importance of the relationships to one another. To listen to one another, to love one another, to help them understand and to see things differently through the power of the Spirit that transforms lives. And I'm now going to ask Richard to come up and do something a little bit different um, in the middle of a sermon that really will reinforce that Jesus is the one sent to give good news to the poor. to the poor, tell the prisoners that they are prisoners no more, tell the blind that they can see, and set the downtrodden free. 
He tells every one of the message of God breaking into the world as we know it. A message of love, hope, faith, freedom, redemption. One that will reveal his glory and bring peace and uh, life to all. Peace. Word. <laughs> I was not brave enough to rap, but very kindly Richard was brave enough to put it into a rap for us. This passage from Luke is essentially Jesus' life, his ministry, and his purpose in a nutshell. It tells us of who Jesus is, what Jesus will do, and for whom Jesus has come. His purpose remains the same for us today. Our task is to see, to listen, and to love. And we can do this as we share the greatest story ever in any way that speaks to people's hearts and minds. How can we do it? By putting ourselves in other people's shoes. By tuning into the need around us. By allowing ourselves to feel other people's pain, to walk the journey with them, to help others see how their story connects to God's story. God continues today to choose ordinary people like you and me to share the life-changing story. There's no guarantee it's going to be easy. Just like the four in my book, it wasn't an easy journey. However, may we live the story, which is true and good, as we pray for a deeper way of listening to one another, to loving one another, and to seeing the goodness that we know Jesus brings. I pray that the spirit of love may shape the picture of our lives today. And I'm just going to end with a quote from the book. Always remember you matter. You're important and you are loved. And you bring to this world things no one else can. I've realized why we are here whispered the boy. For cake, asked the mole. No, to love, said the boy, and to be loved, said the horse. Amen. <laughs>